You're listening to a podcast from Red Sea Church, a community of faith in Portland, Oregon, whose mission is to draw to Christ, develop in community, and deploy into culture. Good morning. For those who might not know who I am, I think most of you do, but my name is Royce. I'm one of the elders here at Red Sea. What I'm going to do this morning just for a few minutes, is we are celebrating, as, as Josh said, or we're recognizing the role of deacon, and I use, we'll talk about this in a second, I use the word deacon for male and female, instead of using deacon, deaconesses all the time, we just say deacons, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about that for a few minutes, because they are an important role in our life as a church. Um, we are committed at Red Sea and to do things that are biblical, biblical mandates, biblical patterns. Uh, examples of the scripture gives, and that is how we do church and ministry. And if you're part of Red Sea for any length of time, you should already know that. And for us to be healthy, to grow, to be effective, it's important that we pay attention to the things that the scripture pays attention to, especially in light of how it contributes to the health and effectiveness of the local church. And we think deacons are one of those roles. Those roles and responsibilities are very, very important for us to function well as a church. So I'm going to walk through a little bit of the biblical teaching, uh, some scriptures uh, for a few minutes on the role of deacons. I prefer that you just listen. Uh, If you really, really, really wanted this in writing, we have a document that I can share with you or email to you if you really wanted that, which all the things I say in much greater detail uh, is in the document. Um, the, the word deacon is a biblical word. It, it comes from a, a Greek derivation of the word, and it's, and it's translated in different ways in different parts of the scripture. Um, it basically means servant. It depends how, if it's a noun, adjective, verb, or all those kind of things, but it means servant or serving. Uh, sometimes it's translated minister. Uh, the word you ever heard in the old, old days, a pastor is called the minister. Literally, he was the servant of the church. And in the New Testament, there are three basic categories that the word deacon, diakonai, is used in the New Testament. The first one is simply a general meaning servant, like a household servant. Um, When Jesus, uh, at the wedding feast in John 2, he told the servants to get the water. They were just, it's just the same word there. Uh, Their duties usually are hospitality, meeting the physical needs of the people in the household. The second one is that there are servants who... who are serving another or specific group of people. Uh, This is based on, not on social status, income, but the fact that you take on a role because you want to serve people. For example, Paul called himself a servant of the gospel. Um, Timothy is called God's servant. Um, He also was told, Timothy, we're designated as he served Paul. So it's just a word saying, I serve a very specific group of people for their benefit. And then, and then um, even Jesus said, and he used this word for himself, he said that he did not come in order to be served, but to serve um, for himself. The third terminology for deacon is used in the New Testament is about a specific role in the local church. That's what we're talking about today. The role of a deacon is distinction from an elder, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, for example, uh, when Paul wrote his letter to the Philippi, the Philippians, he, um, he opened his letter addressing it to the elders, to the saints, all the people in the congregation, to the elders and to the deacons. So Paul recognized those three groups of people within his letter. Um, 
Uh, and the early church uh, uh, built on this, and we read in early in Acts and then later letters, the, the role evolves, it clarifies, and, and of understanding of what a deacon is. The first place that we see in the life of the church, the role of a deacon, is in Acts chapter 6. And in this passage, we're gonna, I'm going to read it, we're going to read that to right now, and I'm going to read that, and then we're going to make some observations based on this. This is the first place where the idea or the role of a deacon is, is used uh, within the local church. And from here on in, those kind of people who are around. So we're going to read this passage. Uh, I'm going to ask that you stand with us since we are reading our passage for today. We just simply do this in honor of reading God's Word. This is Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. Now in these days, there were the disciples... Now in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected by the daily, in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men who are good repute, full of spirit, the spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. And we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what, they, and what they said pleased the whole gathering. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Procurius, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenius, and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands on them. And the word of the God continued to increase, and the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient, obedient to the faith. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this account in the book of Acts that Luke records for us so that we can understand not just the uh, role or the beginning of deacons, but the context that gives us insight into their role. We pray as a church that we would serve you in a biblical uh, way, not just um, with lips, but in actually how we function. And that we, all of us, whether we're elders or deacons or not, would be mindful of uh, the stewardship of the biblical truth that you've given us to do as a church. We thank you in your precious name. Amen. You may be seated. Now this passage doesn't directly talk about the role of deacon. It doesn't say, now the deacons are to do this or something like that. But the word is in there, and it indicates two types of servants in this passage. We see one group is, to, is, is responsible for the care of the people's physical and material needs. The daily distribution, or diaconi, uh, the service of food for the people. That's one way. And also, we saw that the, the apostles said, hey, we don't need to give our time to waiting on tables, or literally serving tables, serving food. Um, but at the same time, we see another group, the, the 12 there, who had said they needed to devote themselves to prayer, and English says ministry of the word. Literally, it's the service of the word, diaconi. So there's, servants. So there's two kinds of servants here. Some of those who are praying and serving in the sense of preaching the word and teaching the word, and those who are taking care of some more administrative details, even within this passage. We see four other things in this prototype of the role of elders and deacons in this fact. First of all, deacons uh, serve specific people by facilitating the care of their physical and material needs. Um, and, and they do this in a way that's fair, that's equitable. 
Now, the necessity of giving attention to these details, the logistics of people's needs is important. Um, we see this because, of, first of all, there's just people facing life struggles. There were widows. There were orphans. There were people who economically were in need. The church knew that. They needed to not neglect those people. They needed to take care of them. And then also we see that there are cultural differences. Interestingly enough, this was an ethnic issue that raised the issue in the church. The Hebrew widows were being served. The non-Hebrew uh, widows were not being served. That caused tension. The Hellenists said, wait a second, this isn't right. And the apostles said, you're right, we need to deal with this. Uh, and, and this is one of the ways the deacons came up. And also there's simply logistics. As the church grew, that went from being a few hundred, 120 people, to being thousands of people in a short period of time. As you can imagine, in any group of people, there's just a lot of logistics that need to take care of that they couldn't do. The second thing is that you see that the deacons serve the whole church community by working to maintain unity and harmony. Okay? This was important. It wasn't just that people needed to be fed. The apostles were concerned with the unity and harmony of the church as a whole. If they neglected these widows, it would create complaining and disunity and would be unjust for them as a church. So therefore, they wanted to make sure that justice was served. And this, is, and this is one of the reasons they said, we need people to specifically take care of this. The deacons also, thirdly, the deacons also um, serve the teachers of the word by freeing them up to focus their attention, as it says in the passage, so they could give themselves, give their attention to prayer and ministry or service of the word. This was not simply a matter of personal preference. This wasn't a matter of, I like reading the Bible and preaching. I don't like serving people, so I'm going to do this. You guys take care of that. That wasn't the issue. The issue was both needed to be taken care of. We need people who are responsible for both. So let's make sure we identify those. And then the fourth thing we see in here is that the deacons serve the ministry of the mission of the church by facilitating the operations in the way it was working. They were discipling. They were feeding people. They were making sure those things were, as the disciples multiplied, they were, lives were being transformed. They were making sure that needs were taken care of. So the deacons were an essential part of what this is. Now, the, the, we're going to shift here to the qualifications deacons. I'm not going to read through them. Well, I'm going to just mention some of them. But we do have, and this is another reason why we know it's a specific role, in Timothy, Paul lists the qualifications of an elder, and he lists, lists the qualifications of a deacon as separate roles and separate responsibilities. They're very similar in their qualifications, but they're not identical. And uh, so we just break, loosely say, and I'm not going to read through all, the whole passage. You can read that and um, say, 1 Timothy 3, um, but we basically we break it down into that they need to be a Christian, okay? You need to believe the gospel and be following Jesus. It's, it's uh, not an assumption. In our church, we've committed to that. In other churches, uh, sometimes that's stretching it. But we're not worried about the other churches, are we? We're doing it here. You have to be a Christian. Second thing is you have to have some character. And this is where the, the qualifications in Timothy, this thing, dignified and and not slanderous and faithful and, and not addicted to wine and not, not for dishonest gain. They, they, people, they live in step with the truth of the gospel to the best of their ability. It's not perfection for them or the elders. It's just that they're doing the best they can and care about that. The, second thing, the third thing is that they're competent. They have skills. They serve. They, they're effective and efficient in what they do. It's just not a good idea. It's just not just they have ideas, but they actually are doers of what they do. Second thing is they're committed, committed to the local church. Fourth thing, they're committed to the local church. 
that they, they show up. They participate. They, they're recognized as deacons because they're already serving in some capacity. And the last one is that there's a chemistry. No, that's the way we use it. In other words, they fit Red, Red Sea, our philosophy of ministry, our ambiance of who we are, our culture. It's important that that person is here. Just because somebody's been a deacon or elder in another church does not qualify them to be one in Red Sea because every church has a personality, a culture. You need to fit. Everybody needs to fit. Um, the last thing is, and the way we summarize this now, uh, is that um, uh, deacons need to be active members of Red Sea. All that, this is all written before we had active membership. Now we just simply say, if you're an active member, all those things should be true. Therefore, we can recognize you. You're qualified to be a deacon. A couple of highlights just very briefly about elders and deacons. Both elders and deacons are mature believers who uh, exemplify humble and loving service, but they do slight, slightly differently within the church. I'm not going to list the roles of an elder or necessarily the deacons, but they're very different. Elders focus primarily on overseeing. Um, they focus on, uh, they have the authority to rule and to teach. That's the essence of what uh, elders do. The deacons are much more tangible. They're given specific tasks of various responsibility, as we saw. They serve people. They, they promote unity. They support ministries. They facilitate the operation and logistics of the church. Things got to get done. They serve by doing those kind of things. Um, and they raise up other ones. And so in Red Sea, um, deacons have a specific area of responsibility. And there's lots of areas of responsibilities that somebody could be a deacon over that has to be taken care of. I'll just list a couple of them. Children's ministry, benevolence, facilities and grounds, buildings, Sunday gathering, hospitality, event hospitality, baptism and communion, office administration, visitor follow-up, discipleship resources, financial administration, music and worship, serving projects, um, parts of our mission, deploy to culture, technology, communications. You can go on and on and on. There are areas that need somebody to own and take care of those are usually the roles of deacons. And everybody here who is going to be recognized today has a specific role uh, in what they're doing. Um, and like I said, the key difference between elders and deacons, both are serving, is that elder, deacons are not said anywhere to have to teach. They need to be, believe the right doctrine. They need to be held accountable for the right doctrine. But deacons are not in a teaching role where elders have to be able to teach. The other thing elders are, they're given the role of oversight. In other words, they manage and they have the authority and the responsibility for the health and welfare and the legal health and welfare of a local church. Now in Red Sea, just to just leverage this point now, we as elders right now, Josh, Chris, and I as elders function within that overseeing role. But we have always functioned even though legally and according to our Constitution, we have the authority to make certain decisions and just act on them, we choose not to. Not out of, to, uh, uh, out of cowardice or to avoid responsibility, but we think it's wise to include other people in decisions who are uh, boots-on-the-ground people serving in Red Sea. So we include two groups of leaders in most of our decision-making. That is, one is the home community leaders, which we're not talking about today, but they're the shepherds out in the community. They have the pulse on the people. The second one is the deacons, particularly things like finances or facilities. We run by the deacons. Benevolence requests, we run by the deacons. We say, hey guys, we, we have this idea, we, this is, something's come up. What do you guys think? 
And often they say, good idea. Sometimes they say, no, let's tweak this. Let's change this a little bit. And we and elders have the responsibility to listen. We still have to make the decision, but we listen to them and we then conform to that because we believe God works through the body of Christ, not simply us as elders. So we have our ears attuned probably more than most people realize to the home community leaders and the deacons. And yes, there's some overlap in those people, but they, their roles are, uh, are, are not identical uh, within our framework. Uh, lastly, or almost lastly, <laughs> women as deacons. This is, a, this is, in some places, this is a controversial issue. This is not a controversial issue at Red Sea. Uh, we've always felt that women should function as deacons, and therefore we have them. We, th- we have scriptural reasons for this. Uh, I think Paul in First Timothy 3 t- says, he talks about the qualifications of a deacon, and then he says specifically, and women, and then he expresses some stuff. He, it's sometimes translated, and their wives. That is a translation. That is not what the text says. It says women. Okay? The, the translators say, well, I don't think it's just any woman. It has to be the wives of deacons. Nonsense. It says women. Okay? And, and that's important because, just, just to clear that up, because you get, I get pushed back on this all the time. In the qualifications in elder, he never, they, Paul never, twice, he never addressed their wives. He, dressed, he addresses them as family men, but never their wives. Why would he do that for deacons? That doesn't make sense. The second thing is, is the word is women. And he's talking about serving in a role in the church. And we recognize that there are some women in the church recognized, like Phoebe, who are, who are servants of the church, de- deacons of the church. So at Red Sea, we have male and female deacons. There's no hierarchy. There's no, we just refer to them as deacons, out of simplicity's sake. We're not going to refer, use both, both languages. And then, then real quick, just what they're not, because if you come from another church, we also get this kind of confusion. Uh, I did. I functioned previously as a pastor in other churches who have very different views of deacons than we have here. Deacons are not some t- second type of governing body. I've been in churches where there's the elder board and the deacon board, and the elders took care of the spiritual things, and the deacons took care of the material and building grounds, financial things. No, we have no such designation here. Deacons serve in a particular area. Uh, Deacons are not a decision-making committee. We don't have the deacon committee over these... We don't have any committees. It's not even mentioned in our Constitution. Okay, there are no committees. Deacons own it. If somebody is a deacon over an area, they own it. They own the budget. They own the responsibility. They own the drive of getting it done. They own the training of the people to continue that ministry. They own that. We as elders want to serve them in pursuing that area. Deacons are not junior elders. They're not elders in training. They're different roles. Some deacons may someday become elders. That's great because they're qualified for an elder, not because they're ever a deacon. And some people will always be deacons because that's the way God's gifted them and they serve mightily in the church. Um, and, um, and, and deacons for Red Sea is not just a generic leader. They're not, you, there's no, I'm a deacon, I don't have anything to do, but I'm a deacon. No, nope. every deacon has something to do. An area, it could be broad, like deployed to culture, or it could be very narrow, like making sure communion set up every single week. Those all need to be done. So that's, that's our description of, of deacons. Um, if you have any questions, I'm happy to field those questions. If you would like this in writing, I'm happy to email you the document we have in writing. Um, and I am now going to turn this over to...
Elder Duncan. To Elder Duncan. Hey, thank you guys for uh, your patience. This is important uh, to do this. We haven't done this in several years. But uh, like you said, those two offices of deacon and elder are uh, God's design for meeting the church. So we need to take the time to do this. And this is the point in our service when our children began to get uh, unruly and need to wander. And that is okay. Um, we're teaching them uh, how to, to do this. Uh, families gathered together in the church for thousands of years together. Ours can do it four times a year. Okay. Okay, I get the great privilege of just recognizing our deacons. As I call your name, I want you to come up and stand beside me up here. And, uh, and then I'm just going to talk a little bit about what you do. So Jim Tom, why don't you head up here. Uh, Jim uh, is actually a returning deacon. Uh, he had been recognized in the past. Three of these are returning deacons. Three are going to be recognized for the first time. Uh, so we want to uh, reaffirm Jim here as a deacon. And Jim is a deacon over hospitality. Uh, so he is the reason that we are also happy on Sunday mornings because he brings the good stuff uh, and provides uh, coffee for us uh, out in the, in the uh, lounge area out there. Uh, so we appreciate Jim and his service, uh, but he also does more than just serve coffee. He is over hospitality and has a, a say into that in our deacons meetings, upcoming events, uh, family gatherings, what we do together during this time. Uh, Amy Gilkey, I'm going to ask Amy to get up here. Ooh, we have a future deacon. Um, uh, <laughs> this is Amy Gilkey. Uh, Amy uh, is also a returning deacon. Uh, Amy is a deaconess over Red Sea's community involvement, uh, particularly our involvement with local schools. And so if there is uh, an event that comes up involving a local school, whether it's our school partnership day or schools that want to use our facilities here, uh, we leverage uh, to Amy to oversee that. Also this next year, excited about working with her on the... Um, uh, the great exchange event that we're going to be doing here in the, uh, in the auditorium to serve the community. Uh, Paul Kurth. Uh, Paul is being recognized for the first time as a deacon. Uh, Paul has a couple of different responsibilities. Uh, technically, his deacon uh, responsibility is over the ushers, the guys that take up our offering uh, here during the service, make sure that gets counted accurately, uh, signed off on. But he also is uh, the, the coordinator for our gathering. And so he, he rallies the troops before the gathering, uh, leads us through an order of service, make sure we're all on the same page. We appreciate Paul and his gifting. Uh, next is Joanne Fuller. Uh, Joanne is at the deaconess over uh, communion and baptism. So she has a team of people that she makes sure uh, get our communion tables set up each week. And then when we do baptisms around Easter time, uh, Joanne uh, makes sure our baptistry is clean. And the people have everything they need as they come out of there sopping wet. So we appreciate her. Uh, and the importance of the sacraments here at Red Sea, and that we have somebody to take care of that. Uh, then I'm going to bring up Doug. Uh, Doug Fuller is a deacon over prayer. Uh, so you guys know there's an area in the back of our auditorium where at any moment in our service, uh, you can go and have someone pray for you. Doug makes sure that there's someone back there available, uh, but he also makes sure that people show up early here on Sundays and pray for our gathering. Uh, so if you guys ever show up here early on a Sunday, there are uh, uh, people wandering the aisles praying for every chair. So we appreciate Doug and his commitment to that. And then lastly is Mallory. Uh, I asked Mallory to, to head up here. Uh, Mallory is a deaconess over our kids' community. Uh, she's been doing the responsibility for a, a little while now, but we've never had the opportunity to recognize her. And so we appreciate the work that she puts into the curriculum, uh, training up our leaders, making sure that there's volunteers down there every single uh, Sunday, which can be a daunting task at times. And so we appreciate uh, her serving kids' community. So uh, church, 
these are your deacons and your deaconesses. Um, we value them so much. Like Roy said, they have been a great resource for us to continue to lean on uh, financially of like how we should spend Red Sea's funds that come in, uh, but also just accountability on us that we don't leave the church someplace that doesn't need to go. So we, I want to thank you guys. I'm going to turn it over to Chris. He's going to come up here and be praying for you guys. So just stay up here for a little bit. Uh, and then uh, we'll, we got about five more minutes here. So hang in there. Morning, everybody. I'm I'm Chris. I'm one of the elders here at Red Sea. And uh, if you will just join me in a word of prayer for for these men and women who faithfully serve the church as as deacons. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for each one of of these individuals. I thank you for the abilities that you have given them, the way you have equipped them to serve your church for your glory. For overseeing the kids, for, for getting coffee ready, for preparing communion, for coming to you in prayer on behalf of the church for, and how we can be involved in the community and, and, and making sure that things happen the way they should here on Sunday morning and flow efficiently. God, you've given each one of these persons uh, abilities and ways to serve you. God, I pray that as they take on these additional responsibilities in their lives, that, that you would increase their capacity, God, for the, for the work that you have given them. And pray that you would continue to use them to bring glory to your name. God, that you would fill them abundantly with your spirit so that they can outflow as worship to you and as service to your church. God, I thank you for how they are used to serve your church so that us as elders can shepherd your church in a way that um, preaches the word faithfully and gives guidance and direction to where we are going and what we are doing. God, we thank you so much for for this morning. We thank you for the ability to, to have this service, to be able to recognize these individuals and the way that you've operated within your church, the way that you have structured it. Help us to be faithful and continue to seeking after you. We pray these things in your name. Amen. I would love to pray for Red Sea right now. And also thank God for our food toward the end um, of my prayer. But let's pray together. Father God, we praise you for your glorious grace and generosity through your son, Jesus Christ, to Red Sea. For you have blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For you chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in your sight. In love, you predestined us for adoption as sons and daughters through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, we praise you for your glorious grace. For in you, we have redemption through your blood the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. And God has made known to us the mystery of his will to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under you. Holy Spirit, we praise you for your glorious grace. For we are included in Christ when we heard the message of truth, the gospel of salvation. You are our seal the mark that we belong to Christ. You are deposit, the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. Father, we thank you for what you have done of your generosity to us. And we pray as we go into 2019 that we will continue to draw to Christ to know his great love and understand, Father, fully that you loved us first 
And through that love, Father, may we develop in community. And may lastly, we deploy to culture, demonstrating and being a light in this community to the great glory of Jesus. Father, we thank you now that we can go and be, continue to be family as we, as we have a meal together. We thank you for your food. We thank you that it's a simple sign of your provision for us. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Red Sea Church. If you would like more information about Red Sea, including more audio messages, please visit us at www.redseachurch.org or contact us at info at redseachurch.org.